guys, welcome to Read It Em for Moms podcast. Your host, Alex. And Devin. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Aaron DeVries. I'm an in- inclusion consultant advocate. Um, I've done a TEDx talk on inclusion. Oh. Um, I, I have a daughter who is, uh, she's going to be 21, who has cerebral palsy and epilepsy. So that's kind of what started me down this path. I also have a son who's 22 um, and just love helping families get their kids included as much as possible in the special education setting. That's a hard one, especially right now with everything that's happening. Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, so many parents are are truly out there trying to question what's happening, especially in special education classrooms at this point now. For and sure. We're trying to fight for the the things that the kids need. The, yeah, and it's like the basics too. It's one of the mm-hmm. crazy things, like it's the basics that they need. And they're like, oh, no, you don't need to have any of the basics. Right. So what lessons have you learned on your journey? Um, well, I guess, I mean, I didn't really even know special education it really existed before I uh, we had our daughter. So, um, I mean, part of it was just like learning that it existed and that it's kind of this whole parallel, parallel universe out there that kind of didn't even know. Um, but one of the things just that I've kind of learned is that just it's okay to ask questions. I mean, I think part of me, I mean, I, I was raised where my dad kind of questioned stuff, so I kind of maybe had an advantage, but still there were certain groups, you know, he just like teachers or doctors. I was, I didn't feel as comfortable asking questions or, you know, like, Hey, why are we doing this? Um, but then there was, there was a time um, example of when my daughter, she has epilepsy. So she's had multiple 90 minute grand mal seizures. So, um, which involves being like flown. We live in Minnesota. So being flown from our local hospital to the Mayo Clinic, um, to get to get the seizure to stop and stabilize her. So, you know, one of those times, like you see, like the one time a certain doctor handles the situation one way, and the next time the next doctor kind of approaches another way, and it's like, wait on, hold on a second. They're just human. They're just going off what they know and what they've learned in their experience. And it's like, okay, so at that point, and it was like, I mean, it's okay to question because you know. It, they're human they're just going off their you know their best judgment so once i once i realized that you know i was more open to just something didn't look right feel right in my gut just you know ask a question they're not always going to be happy with you when you do that i can (laughs) that will definitely happen but you're the parent and you know it's okay to ask tough questions that's one of the lessons i think it's definitely hard to do that because we feel like doctors and teachers and stuff we feel like they know better because they have degrees in the fields and we're just like they know best they know know best but it's one thing to be at the hospital and know that something or even take your child to the hospital and know that something is wrong and you feel it in your gut and they're like no the baby's fine like no maybe like again run better tests i don't know what to do but like do something because something's wrong like i can feel it yeah. I mean, the example, like the example that kind of really cemented it for me was um, one time where she went in, they were trying to stop the seizure. They gave her a medication through an IV, and I don't remember the medication's name, but that doctor said they had to like slowly push it into the IV, like over like 
a extended period of time, otherwise it was gonna burn her vein. Um, so that time they put it in like super slow. The next time we were in there and she had a similar seizure, um, the doctor just, just took the syringe and just pushed it in, like, like boom, right now. So I was like, hold on a second. What's what's going on? Like the last time we were here. <laughs> yeah, the last the last time we didn't do it because it was going to burn her vein. This time, so which one's right? You know. So I was like, something doesn't make sense. So that was kind of the example of like what's yeah. <laughs> what's what's going on. So I mean, it, and the the doctor didn't like being questioned, but I'm like, hey, I just I had, this is what happened last time. Can I want to know what what it is and what what came out of it? Is we met with like the medical director of the and like, hey, can we have like a protocol in place? Because just that way, we're all going off the same thing and, you know, they're not doing different stuff. So, but it was, I was like, okay, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> either last time, it took, either last time it took way too long to stop it or we just burned her veins. Which one is yeah. it? So. <laughs> that, that's hard. So what is her daily, like, what does your guys' life look like on a daily basis having epilepsy and cerebral palsy yeah um so yeah um i'm we're we're divorced so she lives with her mom um but my daughter i mean she's been in a wheelchair i mean it's been a long long time now she has a power wheelchair so she's in her power wheelchair she needs help for you know all the daily activities of using the restroom getting dressed eating all that stuff i mean she can feed herself um it just takes quite a long time so we often are helping her eat, so it's not taking a long time. So it's a lot of like physical transferring, all that kind of stuff. So um, she's so it, it's a lot of like that, all that stuff that you know she's 21. You know you expect you kind of when when you have a child, you're at some point you know they're going to do stuff on their own. That's with her, it's not the case. I mean, it's hard, but it's you know it is what it is. So you you do it, you know. Her, her epilepsy knock on wood, I should find some wood to knock on. Like, she hasn't had a grand mall for quite a while, so we've been fortunate that that's gotten better as she's gotten older. Um, she still has some smaller seizures here and there, but not, she hasn't had a grand mall for quite some time. No, that's good. That's a good yeah. thing to look forward to. Yeah, like, and I only know a little bit about, like, epilepsy. Like, what, what, what can trigger it? Because like I know most the only thing that most people know is like flashing lights can trigger it. But I'm like I'm sure there's other things besides just that. Yeah, I mean that's the one that comes to mind for me too. I think some people I mean for our daughter there wasn't really anything that every time X happens she has a seizure. You know, so it was kind of it was more random. I mean sometimes like if they're sick like a fever can trigger it or you know they're different stuff like that can do it too um but for her it was like i said never like the same thing happened then she had a seizure i mean we had um we had tests done to see if she could have like brain surgery to like remove that part of the brain that was where the seizure was coming from but she was not a good candidate for that so she's been on seizure medications since she was like three months old three times wow. three times a day so yeah she and she she also can't like, like swallow pills, so we always have we've been crushing the pills up that whole time and giving it to her. Um, and what we found to work for her is pudding. So she, I mean, she's taken her meds with pudding for. I mean, she's almost 21, so that many years, three days a week, three, three days a three times a day. So 
Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been, we try different medications, seizure medications. I don't know. I can't remember how many, but the ones that she's on now, she's been on for a while and been working. So you kind of find, you kind of find the ones that work and then just kind of go with it. Yeah, yeah. Throw people out. Throw people out. Because the body changes and you keep yep. going until they don't work. Yep. So, I mean, inclusion is an important thing, but why is it so important to you? Um, I mean, it's just, I mean, from the beginning, it was just, I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, why it's such a big deal for me, honestly, because it's just, I mean, it's, I think for me, it's more like the social injustice part of it. I mean, when she started, when she started out in school, I mean, she was in a wheelchair when school started. So we kind of, you know, students students with a wheelchair and you know for that program go to the school across town and we just went along with it um and then we found i found out quickly that you know she was in like first grade um and they were already having her like fold towels and shred paper and stuff and i'm like hold on a second like why is she she's only in first grade why are we already doing that kind of stuff why isn't she in math class doing that kind of stuff reading so it's just once the, once she kind of got started down that path, then we were fighting to get her back in, you know, fully included, and that was a lot of work. So it's just, for me, it's just trying to get the word out there, like, you know, try, you need to try inclusion first. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the law to try that the least restrictive environment first, and then if that doesn't work, you know, go down that path. But you need to at least give all children a chance just to, you know, be in that setting, use the resources, and make that work. So it's just. To me, it's more, it's like a, I mean, like a social justice thing, probably, where it's just, I mean, why is a society this many years after the special education law or ADA are out that we're still having trouble, you know, including people that <laughs> we have resources to do it? Why aren't we doing it? We do have the resources to do it. <laughs> they do it. And granted, and don't get me wrong, it's sometimes, depending on the school, depending on the staffing, all of those things, <coughs> excuse me. It is a lot on a teacher, but they should also get the help that they need so they yep. can do it. <coughs> um, excuse me. The, um, so, like, the fact that they aren't getting the help that they need in the classroom, yep. it, it falls on our students or our kids, which isn't fair. But, like, yep. the teacher is also struggling. So it's one of those ones that, like, you got to kind of have, like, a fine balance. I'm going to push for, like, the best for my kid. Like, yeah. I want her to be here. I want them to be included. But I'm yep. going to make it so, like, they have a staff member that helps them so they can help you. Or I yep. can find some way that my kid can still be included, but I'm not putting a even bigger stress on the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's another thing that's, like, super, super hard because you know, now everything is, is that they just want to cut out. Well, for some, some states and some people that I know, um, they're completely cutting out like the special education classrooms yeah. and just putting them in, into regular gen ed classrooms, which is just, it's hard in itself because it's not a special education teacher. Like they're not going to be able to have their separated yeah. time from the classroom where some yeah. of them don't need, like they want Want to, they need to be included, but they also need that time away um, from yep. meetings. So it's just 
it's a struggle um, to find yeah. that balance, especially that. Yeah, and I mean, for like I said, I mean, the, the place where she went was literally the way across town. So the house we were in, our son could walk the two blocks to, you know, his elementary school. She got bused across town. So the first time they were in, and they're 15 months apart, so it's two years in school. The first time they were in the same school building together was when she was in ninth grade, he was in 11th grade. So, I mean, you miss out on all the, you know, seeing your brother or sister in school too. So there's that part, which, you know, it's, you know, it makes it hard, hard too. So just all those little things kind of too. Because now you're alone by yourself. I think that's also the other part about like the special education programs and things. Why are they always across town? <laughs> or they're never in your, in your area. So like I literally have to drive three hours. Yeah. yeah. My go to the school because you guys can't have her at the school that's literally five minutes down the road so i i don't ever i don't ever understand why they're so far they're so far away yep yeah like they're always just really far away because like we have one like we have a few but like the best one that people talk about it's in oviedo oh yeah. and it's like deep, deep in oviedo it's not close so right. it would be like a about 45 minute drive in traffic in the morning yeah yeah so it's never they're never close and then 45 minutes in the evening because it's traffic too from kids getting out of school yeah so they're never close they make it harder like we already don't have to go to therapies and drive to those and like mm -hmm. i just don't i don't see how it's one fair and like i'm sure I'm sure they all have the answer to how to fix it, but are they willing to, do it to make know, it easier on parents? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we it it definitely depends on like the district for one, like what their stance is on inclusion. I mean, there are districts where that's their priority. Yeah. Um, there's districts where it's not, and it makes a big difference. I mean, it's also you need to build the relationships with the teachers or you know the staff. I mean, even if the district is not 100% on board for inclusion, you can, you know, work with the teacher and, you know, do the best you can. It's just, I just want to get out there that just, I mean, just, you need to try from, you need to try it from the start for one. You just, you have to do it at the beginning. Cause just like from our experience, once she was already on that path, not being included, it was, I mean, we were still working on getting her fully included, you know, like still in 12th grade. So it took a long time to get her like back work to where we think she should have been you know from day one and not had all that but you know that's kind of what my message is just trying to get that out there like let's let's include these these you know kids like her which i mean she's there's different you know categories under the law and she's under the one that's called severely multiply impaired which makes up you know one of the smaller percentages of the total amount of kids in special ed and it's way easier for kids in that category to be excluded i feel because you know it's either the higher need ones i mean she qualifies obviously she qualified like for vision speech ptot i mean intellectual disability so just a number of things like we had 13 to 15 people at all of our iep meetings we've had four hour iep meetings probably 50 page evaluation reports i mean so it's just her needs are a lot it's just those ki kids like her also can be included and it it definitely takes work but i mean they can be included so you're, you're right start from the beginning yeah 
does she um still do all of those therapies um well i mean it was kind of you know even i mean we had the doctors would want us to do like therapies out of school too but it's like she's already in school all day and like as a parent when you're 24 7 caring for your child it's it's just you can't do everything so you kind of got to pick so now she's let's see she's going to be 21 in october so she can go um, until she's turns 22 so now she's at the one of the transition programs at the local community college for i think like an hour and a half a day um, doing that and then she's started to work volunteering at the library in town um, like before school let out um, so that's what she's kind of doing now so focusing more on those kind of skills at this point that's cool that's so nice that's cool it gives her like a little motivation right yeah, and even that was yeah no she loves it she like i mean all since she started doing the library in may she's i think missed two days one was for a field trip for school and one was for a doctor appointment so she hasn't missed any monday through friday since then. i gotta go yeah. i gotta go to my job this is this is it she likes it a lot that's cool though and, and the other thing the other, the other interesting thing, though, is like, like I said, she started in May, and then school's done in beginning of June, and there was nobody. They couldn't. They didn't have anybody to like go with her over the summer. So we had to ourselves, you know, between her mom and I and some other um, people, figure out where we could help at the library with her, like us doing it, so so she could keep going. So all summer we've been doing that ourselves. That's cool. So next, so next Monday she starts back. Her school starts again, and she'll have a pair go with her so but it was I mean it was fun I mean like I said she wanted to go every day so it was fun to be able to go there and help her work so it was fun it's just one of those things where you just you know, it, it's different I mean I, we wanted her to keep doing it since she loved it so we, we made it happen right you make it when you have kids professional needs and they want to do something you make it happen even any if, which way yeah any <laughs> which way you make it happen especially if they yeah. love it enjoy it and you can see it they love it and they enjoy it so you you make you make it happen, but it's a good like bonding experience too for you guys. And you guys yeah. work and hang out together, and it was it was great. It was. So what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you started this journey? I mean, I like as we kind of talked about one of them is just I mean, I didn't. I mean, for one, I didn't really know about special education at all, and. So I, you have to learn that and then just, you know, just everybody should be included, you know, from the beginning, which we kind of already talked about. I mean, just the other thing is, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, you're, you, you're younger, you, hey, I'm going to get out of school, I'm going to have kids, you know, get married, all this whole stuff, but you don't know much about it. Like, hey, let's have kids, but like you don't learn a lot about what that all means and no. <laughs> so you have expectations of what's going to happen and you know it's just my son who's my son who's 15 months older you know he's on the other end so he was kind of in the gifted stuff early on so he was our first experience and then our daughter we had our daughter so it's kind of the other so it's just trying to you trying to you know you have your view of what you kind of want your kids to do or be and it, you know it, it just you gotta you gotta let them be what they're going to be you know i think that's a big lesson just i mean you want you want, want them to be successful you don't go to college or get a good job but i mean that's not everybody's path so you need to you know help them figure out what what they're going to be and you know support it it's not always like you're going to worry about them sometime but you just need to support them is you know that's a good thing that i've learned and just 
kind of I kind of wish I would have known more about special education growing up. I mean, I'm sure there was kids in our school in special education. I just either the, I just didn't even know about it. Yeah, you know, so it been, I don't ever pay attention yeah, to that type of stuff. Yeah. You just know that yeah. kid that got pulled out of class every 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 other day. Like that's that's really all you knew. I was like, oh, that's the kid that yeah. he gets. Like you always wanted to be the one going out the class. You're like, oh, we're doing math. Yeah. Believe it, math. I want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, but little did we know we were going. He was going out to either get speech or something of like something of that nature. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like, I feel like as parents, we all have expectation. Like we all have this vision, this expectation of what we want our kids to be while they're in utero or like they're little babies and we're all like oh my god i want my kid to do this i want my kid to do that i want my kid to do this and this and this and this and be this and be that and then yeah. sometimes all not all but some of those dreams come crashing down and you're left with this like oh my god what can my kid be yeah um, and i feel like we as parents shouldn't turn our thoughts to what can our kid be? We should still, like, what could my kid be? It should still be, oh, my God, I want my kid to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, because they can be anything. Yeah, they have limitations yep. and they need help, but they can literally be anything. We we, yep. we don't know what they, they, they can and can't be when they become an adult. So I think yep. parents, we definitely need to, like, stop that kind of thinking. And yep. it's our way of, like, their thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's our way of like coping, coping. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not a, it's not a great way to cope though. So mm. I just feel like we need to still be like, no, my kid can be this, my kid can be that, my kid can. Or even though there's challenges, we can get it. yeah, like we're still gonna push through, we're still gonna make it happen. Yeah. Cause yeah. It and I mean, you know, you're you're kind of in the middle of it. I mean, I don't know, like, for me, like, if I, I mean, once you've, you're, I mean, like you're saying, it's like, she's, she's my daughter, we're going through this, like, what other choice do you have? It's like, yeah. <laughs> you can't not do this, you can't not do it, so you do it, And but when you see somebody else going through something different, different, it's like, man, that, I couldn't do that, but it's like, you go, th whatever you're presented with, you mean, you just, you get through it, because you have to, it's not like it's, but you're looking, at, looking for from the outside, something else, like, man, that seems bad, you know, just, it's weird how we compare yeah. what we're going through, what other people go through. Because there's also kids different, like, yeah. cerebral palsy and epilepsy, but I know other kids who have cerebral palsy and can walk or, like, can feed themselves. For sure. Or yep. So it's like, you see them all on a different, yep. like, a different, I guess you want to say. And then you'll look and be like, oh my God, like, I I really got it, like, rough. And then I look at yeah. others and I'm like, oh my God, like, wait, why do I say right. I have it rough when there's yep. children out there who do, do have it rough? Yep. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's, like, I guess, like, the hard, the hard and, I guess, the easy. I don't know how to explain it. Because, like, for us, like, we have children who are on the spectrum. Yep. So, like. I have two on the spectrum out of my four, and then okay. I have ADHD. Um, but like, I have friends who their children are on the spectrum as well, and has the same um, 
like one of them has the same age as my son and like her son is completely nonverbal and sure. not yeah. talking but then mine is on the spectrum is was the as severe as hers but he's speaking and he's doing things and like he's accomplishing yeah. not accomplishing but like he's progressing so it, it you look at i don't know as you look at it like oh my god like i i hate yeah. that other people are going through it and it is rough and then there are right. ones where you're just like no i'm definitely going through it they're definitely going we're through it like we're yeah. just going through it just differently yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and also it's just like I, I mean, for for my daughter, it's always been she's loved music, and she just like, I mean, since she, when she was young, we, we'd go to church, and she'd just be like singing and singing, and you know, be loud. She can't. I mean, she's got, she's hard to understand sometimes, so it's not like, so she knows her singing is not like. Celine Dion that kind of thing but it's like you're just I'm just sitting there and like listening to her like she's like it's like so pure like she is singing from her heart doing loving it and it's just it's just I mean I just always love that where she's just so pure doesn't really doesn't have those things like I have where I worry about what people are thinking about what I sound like she's just doing it and it feels right and I mean that's always been cool to me just like that part of her she just doesn't seem to care about that kind of stuff and just you know does her thing and that's cool. And I'm like, I wish whatever happened, you know, happened in my childhood or whatever I've learned where I question, you know, I I question myself, like, do I sound good? And I'm, I don't want to sing out loud because I don't sound good. I wish, you know, that part wasn't there, but I'm getting better now. I don't, I don't care as much, but I've always loved that part. Just, just blare it out and let's have fun and not worry about it. I think that's like one of, cause I, I see it in a lot of special needs kids. I think that is the one part, I feel like that's one of like their superpowers because they do not care. They don't care what other people think. They are just themselves. They are doing what yeah. they love to do, no matter if it's loud, it looks crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, looking at, you're looking like, how is that fun? How is that comfortable? Right. And they're looking at you like, it's you the best thing ever. Like, I'm having yeah. the time of my life. So like, I think that's yeah. one of their superpowers because I see it. I see it in all of them. Mine, yours. Yeah. I, I see it. And I'm like, I wish, like you said, I wish that was like one thing that I just had where I was confident enough to just do it and not care and not worry about it. Just just do it because they just do it. And I'm like, man, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's great. It's a different level of living life it's for sure because yeah. <laughs> like my mind is comfortable he's comfortable he's so comfortable walking through the store acting like a duck he's comfortable and he, he doesn't <laughs> care he 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 he, he, he has stance down and everything and he just doesn't care right then people are like why is this boy <laughs> like a duck right. <laughs> and he's just like quack 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 <laughs> you're just like live your life live your life yeah so like that i i agree i definitely 100% agree that that is one of those things that i wish i had um and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure so your newsletter that you offer and people can sign up for what does it entail inside of your newsletter 
Um, I, I mean, I give, you know, I talk, I, I do what, sorry, I listen to like a lot of podcasts and read stuff. So, I mean, it's going to have like, you know, like, a, I'll talk about a podcast, have a link to it, talk about an article, have a link to it, that kind of stuff. Other tips on inclusion, like how to bring up stuff to your teachers and that kind of thing. Like, how do you approach it? What kind of supports are out there? Those kinds of things. Okay. Ooh. So guys, if you guys want some more tips on inclusion, Aside from this podcast, it will be linked down below in the description and you can sign up and have those tips and tricks because I know we need them. Yeah, for sure. We definitely do. It is needed. Yeah. So thank you for being on. Um, thank you for answering questions. And that's Ready Down for Moms podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. Like and subscribe.